deep breaths in and out. Ooh. Inhala. Exhala. Katie. I'm Hannah. And this is One Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast where we talk about all the things that you are like you about and all the things you're like ah uh, about <laughs> in your favorite made-for-TV romances. The kind you see on Hallmark, Lifetime, etc. Etcetera, etcetera, etcetera. And all that jazz. <laughs> Um, We are recording a little bit later than usual today, and with a little bit more wine than usual. I think. I, you know what? We've been recording really sober recently because because I've discovered that we are not as funny as we think we are when we (laughs) (laughs) when we're drinking. (laughs) I say with love for both of us. (laughs) Shut up! I'm hilarious. Let me rephrase. It is really hard to edit us <laughs> when we think we are being boozy brunch funny. Anyway. Ex- ex- this is not boozy brunch. This is wine with dinner. I, when we I, we when we tend to record later, we get loopier. So hang on to your hats because this one is kind of a little bit of a nutcase movie. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're going to go back in time a little bit and we're going to do a little bit of an older Hallmark movie today. Um, which is called Love Struck Cafe. For some reason. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Like, legitimately do not know. There is a cafe in it. I get the cafe part. Was it, was this one of the ones, was this one based on a book? I don't know. Yeah. I did not look that, but I didn't either, but it sounds like it would with that kind of title. Yeah, it, it sounds more like a book title than a Hallmark title, and maybe they just, like, took a very basic part of it and like in the in the book yeah cafe was more important and more things happened there (laughs) so let's talk about it and in the Mm, film form in the film form so according to hallmark megan quinn an aspiring architect architect i feel like i'm georgia or it's georgia who says addict addict yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay megan quinn an aspiring architect Faces multiple tasks. Developing her hometown lake into a commercialized entertainment center. Forcing Mrs. Frances Figgins, her childhood mentor, out of her family's home. And helping out her family cafe after her father breaks his leg. All while also dealing with the return of her childhood sweetheart, Joe, who broke her heart. And it stars Andrew Walker and Sarah Jane Morris. So, Megan Quinn, played by Sarah Jane Morris, is an aspiring architect who has been stuck in her firm doing customer relations. Not her dream. Uh, She is really good with people, having grown up as a waitress at her parents' cafe. Her firm has acquired a large amount of land in the area she grew up. Woohoo! And just needs one more person to sell in order to build a huge development on that land. Uh, Megan is tapped as the people person to convince her to sell and in return will get to head up the project. That's true. So, Megan, thinking of returning to her hometown, 
has this flashback to this idyllic landscape of the lake that the development is going to be built on and to her first love, Jill. Hmm. Um, she is torn because she loved the place and doesn't really want to destroy it with the development, but also wants to be an actual architect. And, you know, if she gets the land, she gets to be one. Um, so she agrees to head back home to try and convince Mrs. Figgins, who is basically like her grandmother or grandmother-esque figure, to sell her house. So Megan's boyfriend, who is a high-powered lawyer, wants to move their relationship to the next level and get married. Megan, because she secretly doesn't really like him, (laughs) keeps trying to put off that conversation. Um, And then her dad hurts himself. And luckily, she's already going back to town, so she'll be there to help out in the cafe while he rests up and uh, because he has to stay off of his feet. So upon driving into town, Megan is having a flashback, which don't drive and have flashbacks. That's a bad plan. <laughs> um, and so, because guess what? She gets into a fender bender. <laughs> um, like it's not a bad accident, but of course the person that she hits, because this again is a Hallmark movie and you know, nothing bad happens, which is why it's only a fender bender. Um, but the person she hits is Joe. Her high school sweetheart. Of course. And Joe is played by Andrew Walker. And he has moved back to town with his daughter uh, to take over his family's farm after the passing of his wife. Yes. So Joe's daughter, who's named Lily, immediately takes to Megan and starts inviting Megan to do things with them as a member of the family. Uh, Joe and Lily end up spending a decent amount of time at the cafe as Megan works there to help out her dad. Megan helps Lily bake an apple cake when Joe fails and they all go to an apple festival together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually don't think he failed when I think about it. He, they, It seems like they did make one and then the goat ate it or yeah. something. Uh, I have a note in, I have a, I had a note saying the goat ate the first one. A goat ate it? Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it was a little bit like I thought of um, the original Disney Snow White where she like puts it to cool and I was like did people do people do that people must have because it is a trope <laughs> yeah like but like I've never actually seen that happen in real life so. well I wouldn't put my pie in a in a windowsill because a pigeon would eat it or it would fall out the window and fall five like you you think a pigeon would eat it as opposed to shit on it first both and <laughs> yeah and or anyway so Megan is having trouble convincing Mrs. Figgins to sell her land uh, Mrs. Vigans actually wants to move. Like, this, that part, not an obstacle. Yeah. But she doesn't want the development. That's, that is the issue. And she keeps saying that if the plans were different, um, and it kept the integrity of the lake and, like, the beauty of the scenery, she would seriously consider selling. She just, like, she doesn't want, like, a big corporate thing. So Megan insists that the plans are all set in stone, so... They can't be changed, even though the town has not approved them, mm-hmm. so I don't see why they're set in stone. Um, and Megan's boss is basically breathing down her neck and is threatening her job if she can't get the souls. So Megan's feeling a little bit like she's between a rock and a hard place. Mm-hmm. So Joe and Mrs. Figgins are close. And so he agrees to help Megan get in the good graces of Mrs. Figgins. Um, Mrs. Figgins does indeed warm back up to Megan. They used to be really good friends, of course. Um, and she 
lets her know that the reason that Joe dumped Megan after high school was actually because he wanted Megan to live her dreams without having him tie her down. Megan is upset that she wasn't consulted by Joe about this, as she thought that they were actually going to, like, stay together. Yeah. So, communication. So, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> big, big red flags if you don't talk to each other. Um, so, Joe realizes that he still has feelings for Megan. Wow. And he decides to tell her in a big, awful public display <laughs> the cafe. And in the middle of his, like, little speech, in he's wearing, like, a suit. And it's, like, weirdly uncomfortable. And, like, her dad's there. So in the middle of this, Megan's boyfriend shows up and basically is like, no, no. Like, stop talking, buddy. I don't care what you were saying. Megan, will you marry me? And he proposes. And Megan, of course, is, like, more interested in what Joe has to say because, again, she doesn't really like her boyfriend. She ends up having to deal with this proposal first, and Joe leaves, assuming that she'll say yes, which, of course, she isn't going to do. She has to go outside and be like, uh, no. Sorry, buddy. Like, this, this, I actually don't like you. Yeah. So Megan has one more day before her deadline with her boss to get Mrs. Figgins to sell the land. She realizes, based on a saying that her mother used to say that is printed very in very large letters in the cafe, actually, that she can, in fact, redesign the development that makes the whole thing palatable to Mrs. Figgins. She can have her dreams come true. Um, so she spends the entire night sketching out these new plans. So in the morning, having overslept, because she, again, she did stay up all night, Megan has to rush to Mrs. Figgins to stop her from signing any papers in order to show her the new plans and convince her boss of the better plan that she has come up with. Like, her boss has arrived in town and is like, Mrs. Figgins, if you don't sell to me now at this good price, I'm going to make you sell to me through some court thingy majigger I don't really understand at a bad price mm. um, so she makes it with four minutes to spare oh my god stressful um, so of course the plans that she drew up are brilliant and Mrs. Figgins loves them and as long as these are the plans she's more than happy to sell uh, Megan now gets to keep her job and be an architect plus there's the added bonus that she needs to move back to town in order to oversee the project. Hooray! Megan leaves a note for Joe in this special tree from childhood where they used to leave each other, leave each other gifts in like the little knot hole like Boo Radley. Mm-hmm. Um, and she leaves a little note there letting him know that she has feelings for him but knows it's not going to go anywhere. Joe finds it, and then Megan later that evening, with the help of Mrs. Figgins, explains that he has feelings for her as well. Like, it's a case of the two people who are obviously in love with each other, and they can't admit it. Anyway, um, whatever. Uh, So he gives her the promise ring that he bought her as a child. And when we say child, we mean, like, 18. Yeah. Um, Like, she's going to college. Um, But he bought her a ring back in their youth, and he never gave it to her. They kiss, and then Lily comes out of the bushes from somewhere, and because one kiss means forever, now they are a beautiful little family. (laughs) The end. Yes. Okay, so I did some research on this movie. Oh. Because when we were watching it, we were like, she looks so much older than he does. 
Um, so she was born on April 22nd, 1977, and he was born on June 9th, 1979. So while oh. she is older than he is, it's not significant. No. And I don't know why she looks so much older than he does in this movie. And, like, I'm not saying she looks old. She just, she looks like mid-30s and he looks baby. Yeah, he looks like he could be, like, 27 and she's 35. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, like, it's not that she looks ancient, she just looks mature, and he looks not quite as mature. Yeah, they look like they shouldn't have gone to high school together. Yeah. Um, that's all. Which, you know. Um, so, uh, there are a couple of crazy bonkers bananas things. Um, one of my notes, my favorite note for this movie was, the timeline of this movie says bonkers bananas! Yeah! (laughs) Nothing makes any sense. In the timeline. <laughs> I have so many Homer comics. I have I have a couple of Bonkers Bananas okay, things let's to talk go about. Go, let's go Homer Bonkers comics. Bananas first. Okay, so number one, we mentioned the fact that the goat ate the apple pie and um, then they have to make something else to go to this apple festival. So there's a moment in the movie where the little girl is like, Remember that apple cake my mother used to make before she died? I would love to make that apple cake because it was the best. And he's like, sorry, honey, we don't have the recipe. And then like 15 minutes later, she goes, so, and then Megan was like, you know who made the best apple cake? My mom. Let's make her recipe. (laughs) And my mom is better than your mom. It was just one of those things that that was like, did they not pay any attention on how like sad that sounds? Of like, my mom actually made the best <laughs> apple cake, so we're gonna make this recipe because I have it. We don't have your mom's, so I thought that was really sad. Um, and then, if we could just talk about that moment, I I don't know if you wrote this in your note, but I did. So there is a woman who works at the cafe who is wonderful, and she so when. When he has the, when Joe has the plan to talk to her about his feelings in the middle of the cafe, public declaration, she calls Megan and be like, you have to get over here. The dishwasher is whatever. But it's a lie. And the black lady knows that, like the, the employee knows that. And she is like trying to be stealth mode. So while she's like on the phone, she's looking somewhere else. And then she like tries to hang up the phone behind her, but she can't find it. So the actress actually looks at the camera <laughs> like she's joking. <laughs> Which So this was a, a note that the editor really should have cut that out. <laughs> but she legitimately like looks at the camera because she can't find the phone jack. <laughs> the very next scene is the public decoration, and for some reason everybody's at the cafe, and everyone at the cafe knows what's going to happen because they look at Megan expectantly. Like, oh my gosh, this thing is going to happen. It's so romantic. For some reason, part of the cafe is behind this weird pane of glass. Yes, it is. It's This is the weirdest shaped cafe I've ever seen. But I don't even know because it looks like half of a booth is behind a window. The <laughs> other half of the booth is not. And so this one girl is sitting behind this pane of glass looking like a... <laughs> like a criminal in jail she does either a criminal or a girl who's in a plastic bubble (laughs) the bubble is square she is magneto in this cafe (laughs) and it's inexplicable but noteworthy (laughs) agreed agreed also um just looking back at my notes a little bit first of all number one um they actually say they're supposed to be 30 in this movie which is 
bananas because they're both like 40 oh. <laughs> in real life. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also the other thing, and this really bothered me as part of the movie, when he gives her the promise ring, she reacts as if she knows what it is. And he never gave it to her, so she doesn't know what it is. She doesn't know that he bought it for her at 18. Oh. So it's not significant to her. It's only significant to him. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't catch on to that. Right. There I don't think you're supposed happening. to because there are flashbacks of like, him hiding it in the little naughty hole. And, like, he's gonna, like, pop the, like, will you be mine forever weirdo promise ring question, whatever that is supposed to be. But she never finds out about that. Right, because that's when she gets the call that she's gonna be going to Duke, and they go, they get on their horses (laughs) to go back to the cafe. Yes. I'm not sure where the horses came from. I'm that willing to overlook. I'm willing to overlook the horses. Maybe they brought the horses there and we just didn't see that bit. I'm not. (laughs) They say that this is like a small rural town, but it is very suburban. So I don't buy the horses. I'm sorry. Yeah, but like you can't have an emotional reaction to something that you didn't know about initially. That's true. You you just don't have like, you can't have a memory of something. It just, that's not how that works. And that just like, I was like, huh. Okay. Like, they're doing this, and I, they're getting the reaction they want from me as the audience member who knows about this, but she should not be having this. That's true. <laughs> uh, okay, um, Hallmark Hallmarks? Yes. I had a lot, too. I had a ton. So you want to go just go back and forth, maybe? Sure. Okay. So my first one was a stupid boyfriend who is overly into his job and doesn't get her at all. Yes. <laughs> um, I have having to go back to your hometown for... For your evil corporate job. <laughs> yep. Um, and this also ties in with big city girl goes back to small town. Yes, that's true. Um, high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I have parent hurt in a stupid accident that requires help from the child. <laughs> it happens so, so much. Right, where they, they, like, it's always some stupid injury, like, I fell off a ladder and, like, broke my leg. <laughs> I've got a paper cut. Yeah, it, like it's something, it's not life-threatening, it's not a, actually that big of a deal in the long run, it just means that they're like sort of kind of incapacitated for their, like, it's almost always a restaurant job. Because what other job can you, like, besides being like a doctor or whatever that, like, you, you can do your business desk job with a broken leg, Yeah, but you have to move around in a restaurant. Uh, Festival! Uh, it's the Apple Festival. Mm-hmm. A precocious child. Yay, Lily. Precocious child. I think Lily even calls herself precocious. She in does. This movie. I think she does. <laughs> um, I have that. Uh, when you have the couple that were together in their youth, the uh, then they get back together somehow or get back into each other's space. There's always a person saying. I always thought you guys would end up together. <laughs> um, so she avoids the question of love with um, the boyfriend and it like avoids his calls. Like mm. she, like, she doesn't want to discuss like the future with the other quote unquote wrong guy. Evasion. Yes. I have baking. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so while on a work trip, all other work ceases to exist. So she doesn't have to do her normal job. She only has to worry about this one task. So she has plenty of time to do other shit. That's true. <laughs> I have vague advice. I have a couple examples of this vague advice. Um, Number one, when you commit to another solution, one ends up showing up. Mm -hmm. I wrote that down. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't tell people your dreams. Show them. (laughs) And then someone once said that first love is forever love. (laughs) And that someone... Was Mrs. Figgins? <laughs> oh Jesus! Christ. I hate it when it's someone that they both know, and then they're like, "A wise person once told me." <laughs> like, no, I know her. <laughs> you can just say Francis. It's fine. Um, so I have rediscovering work passions, like what you really wanted to do with your life. Oh yeah, I, the the rediscovering your dream yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um boyfriend showing up at the worst possible time yeah i'm i'm out of mine so oh. if you have more keep going dead parent oh, yeah. of the kid mm-hmm. and then um i think we're adding twinkle lights into our hallmark hallmarks yeah i had that as my pretty parade oh great <laughs> lovely that's a great segue into pretty yeah, parade. yeah that, that was my pretty parade oh i have a pretty parade and an anti-pretty parade oh my pretty parade was at the apple festival they have apple fest written out in apples so it's a green apple Um, background written or a red apple background written and then apple fest is written in green apples which i thought was cool and also do you know those things where it like tests if you're colorblind yeah that's what it looked like oh kind of (laughs) did i had it all at disneyland flowers but yeah i like yours better (laughs) but it like i think it was because of the red and green do you think that some people couldn't read that and they thought it was just apples (laughs) So for anyone that cares, you don't know what that says. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, it's a magic eye for the, like, I don't know what the percentage of the population that is not colorblind and can read that, but. We all have our different deficiencies. <laughs> um, my anti-pretty parade is the fact that, um, so almost every Hallmark woman wears a necklace of some sort. This woman's necklace looked like something that she got at, like, Claire's or Limited 2 yeah, it for was, on a 30-year-old woman. It was this beaded thing that... It was really bonkers. It was, I have a juvenile necklace. Yeah. I forget exactly what it looks like, but it was something that a woman of her age and, you know, incomes <laughs> should not be wearing. Yeah, I, I feel ya. I feel ya. So, yeah, and mine was really just the twinkle lights and the bridge at the end was quite quite an enchanting setting. Yes, it was. So, supporting shout out. Oh, are we there already? I had an across the universe. That's what I meant. I meant across the it's universe. It's actually your across the universe. I'm more than happy to tell you because my note says she's going to sham page this shit. Yes, she is. And tell them why. So... If you all remember from our very first real episode where we talked about the story of us and Sam Page was like, I know how to make everything better by redoing the plans the night before. <laughs> That's exactly what she does. For it serious. Is, it is the same play, which 
you could see coming a gazillion miles away. At the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So it's a, it's the same story. Like, he had to go back to his hometown working for his evil corporate job, and they were going to tear down all of this beautiful stuff. Mm-hmm. And so at the last, like, at the 11th hour, he redesigns this whole beautifully sound, uh, like, right. architecture thing. Like, so. he, he's able to make everybody happy with the, a drawing fix. Swish of a pen. Yes. The other thing I wanted, it's not quite an Across the Universe, but it made me think of it every single time it showed up, is when her mom's little saying that's written in the cafe about, like, oh, you have it written down, I don't. Don't tell people your dreams, show them. Yes. All I could think of was, never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game, which is what is written on the wall in the fucking diner in A Cinderella Story. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh. <laughs> and there's a part of me that hates myself for knowing that just off the top of my head. And part of me and, hates you too. <laughs> and a part of me that's like, that's your brand. Own it. <laughs> Amazing. Not the first time that a Cinderella story has been mentioned on this podcast. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And probably not the last. No. Uh, new and noteworthy? Didn't have any. I had one. You did. That a Hallmark heroine declines dessert. Because <laughs> usually they have to normalize these women that are like stick thin or whatever be- by having them eat a lot of like cake and cookies and things, especially during Christmas and fall. Um, but there was a moment when she's offered some sort of dessert and she says, no, thank you. And I'm like, she says, no, thank you? <laughs> That's me. I didn't have a supporting shout out. I didn't either. So fuck yeah. you guys. Yeah, none of you were special. (laughs) (laughs) Kiss meter. So I have six. I don't know why exactly. I don't quite feel it. I got a little ugh. Oh. (laughs) I'm not sure why. I I don't remember it enough to tell you any more information. (laughs) I put a nine. Huh. Because I said great atmosphere and there was some hot contact with some open mouth. Was there? Apparently. Huh. It was on that bridge. Yeah. And which I am not unconvinced that it's the same bridge that was in that falling for you, Taylor Cole thing. Mm. But I'm so, which I also thought it was a hot kiss. But anyway. Um, yeah, that was a hotter kiss though. Oh, it was the best. It was probably my only 10. But we, we never did this that as a podcast. So no, we did. We won't talk about it. Okay, Hannah, would you watch this movie? It is not at the top of my list of watchable movies. Diplomatic. It, it it can be skipped. I feel like this this one didn't make me like angry. Like this is not a like a definitive like do not watch this. This you know it, this is not my uh, or the friend fiance where I'm like actively angry about it. This is like if you are that bored that you need to watch this movie, like fine. It's not like gonna upset your day it's just like don't get out of your don't go out of your way for it um i said no <laughs> just straight up no and yeah. here are my reasons why i'm gonna read what i said and i hope i said something nice 
I love cooking things, and with a name like Love Struck Cafe, I had hopes that it would be more about the actual cafe <laughs> and not about lake development property. <laughs> so I also think we didn't actually have that much time for them to fall in love. It was oh no, like, they, they that they had a very much like I have seen you again, and so I love you, and we are together now. It, there and there was yeah. Um, so like, I, right. for two people who are like actively hostile to each other, like when they have their little fender bender, they are like friends within four hours of the timeline of the movie. We've seen that before, though, where it's like you are my ex. I think I hate you, but I'm going to somehow spend all of my time with you anyway <laughs> because I'm in town. <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I did find myself more interested in like what she was going to design, um, because you know that she was going to do that from the very beginning. Yeah. But oh, whatever. I will, I will say all these designs that we ever see, they like spend, a, they seem to spend an obscene amount of time drawing things like trees. Trees are very important. <laughs> You've got to get every little twig. <laughs> but I feel like they draw them like I drew them at, like in like second grade where you do like the two long things on the side to make the side of the trunk and then you basically draw a cloud at the top. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. For the longest time, I thought that's what trees looked like because I needed glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. That's what I said when I got glasses in third grade. I'm like, Mom, trees have leaves. <laughs> she was like, oh, God. Yeah, that's my mom said the same thing, except mine was like, you can see a stop sign from She was not okay. <laughs> That's all I have. That's all I have too. Oh my gosh. Love Strut Cafe. Well, <laughs> thank you, friends. Um, you can uh, hit us up on the social meds with um, hitting us up at uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at One Kiss Means Forever. That is number one kiss means number four ever. Or you can get in touch with us via email at whenkissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that is O-N-E-K-I-S-S-M-E-A-N-S-F-O-R-E-V-E-R. Ha-ha. That is correct. And thank you to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music. And you can find us music on flintpastors.com or on Spotify. Thank you, Flint Pastors. See you all next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Forcing Mrs. Francis, Mrs. Francis Figgins. Why did they name her that? <laughs>